you're listening to the second ever live taped episode of the Carbline Tech Service Podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Paula James. So, I don't know if you guys noticed, I say that kind of blurred together. So, we- we've had some, some questions as to what my name actually is. We did get some emails. We got some phone calls, emails, and... Uh, I think it was actually some of our overseas affiliates. No, we had a fan at Rail School. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. So uh, a guy at Rail School was asked Matt McDonald, I'm not making this up. The point of the story is not to gloat, but he was like, do I get to meet Paul and Jack? And when I met him, the funny thing about the story was he goes, the first time I heard the podcast, I thought your co-host was a woman (laughs) because I say Paula Jameis. So he thought the person's name was Paula. (laughs) Jameis. <laughs> and we're recapping this because we know you don't listen to this thing. Kate does. She has to. <laughs> Mainly because she wants to see if I'm going to get fired after this week's episode. <laughs> but anyway, so I've been calling Paul Paula for about two months now. Whenever the last rail school was, you remember yeah. we had it here. So that has been, uh, you know, good things to do is to call your boss names. <laughs> One of the things that this led to was Jack started adding a huge pause. And so he was here with him is Paul, a Jameis, to make a nice, clear distinction. So we ran that bit for a little while, and, and it kind of got old. But I think HR finally started catching up. They seem to have dropped off. I don't know if you listened in the past. We had done some... <laughs> we had done some... Um, some bits and some some gags as to how we were picking topics. We threw knives, we had slingshots, we threw watermelons off the building. And most recently we did arrows. Yes. So when we were doing them originally, HR kind of started getting on us a little bit and we were getting complaints from... You guys are making it, you're making it sound like we actually got in trouble. There no no, no tech service engineers were engined in the recording of this podcast. No, they were <laughs> We, we never got in trouble. It's always a bit. So what we want to do kind of real quick before we get into uh, our interview here with Jeff is we want to play you some of the uh, shenanigans sure. th- that we do here on the Carboline Tech Service podcast. So here's our little bit about uh, picking a topic. Everybody's just staring, Paul. There's like, there's no interaction. There's no humor. We're not funny. (laughs) That's what I've learned this morning. Yeah. I tell you all the time you're not funny. (laughs) That was, that was, that was funny. That was funny. So, for those of you at home, my lovely, beautiful wife just pointed out how we're not funny. (laughs) So, we're joined today by the vice president of RDNI, Mr. Jeff Anderson. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming, Jeff. Well, we know where the power is. (laughs) So just to set for our audio listeners, Jack and I, tech service is in the RDNI building. And they put us way off on the, I guess we're on the south end of the building. We're on the second floor. Nobody knows we're up there. They kind of hid us away and tucked us away. And (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we are the only people in the building that don't report to Jeff, which is yet. 
I mean, do you really want this? Right. You are witnessing firsthand. (laughs) And (laughs) I think Dwayne would be happy to get rid of us at times. Rich comes with us, too. Uh, Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, you get... (laughs) We're going to take a break from this podcast to take a moment to pay the bills. We'd like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Carboline and the new Sanital 755FR. Sanital 755FR is a fiber-reinforced epoxy for the absolute protection of CMU, concrete, and drywall substrates. These properties make it ideal for hospitals and food and beverage facilities. We want to remind you that if you tune back into Episodes 2 or Episode 10, you can get more information on this product. Remember, at Carboline, we have tough solutions for even tougher environments. And now back to the podcast. So we wanted to take time. This is going to be nothing that's revolutionary for you guys because we're going to talk with Jeff about the process of R&D, what it takes for a product from start to finish, how much work goes into it, just so that our customers and our listeners can have an appreciation for when we finally do release a product, what has happened there. And before we get going, before we forget, if anybody else has questions for us, any listeners, they can oh, get yeah. us on, they can email us, technicalservice at carboline.com, Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP, I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. You can go ahead. <laughs> you can keep usually, going. Usually after I talk, you talk. I know, but I'm trying to fix it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Jeff. You've been with Carboline, what, about a year? Just over a year. All right, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> is that the same response you get? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is about the room today, but I just kind of want to put like a, a curtain here. <laughs> we, we should have done this up in the studio. Yes, <laughs> I think we should. And we could have put a video camera and just put a screen like here. So you came to Carboline a little over a year ago. Correct. And... You have, you're a chemist? Yeah, I'm a chemist. I've been in, in coatings for uh, somewhere over 20 years. I started on a bench, did that for quite a while. Uh, I went to work for a raw material manufacturer, helped them develop new resin technology, and then I got back into true coatings and then uh, ended up here. All right, and so here, this is the center that Carboline uses for all of its product development. We do all the research, when fixes need to happen, custom formulations all come out of this. We also do all of the adjustments that need to be made at the plant kind of get run through here. We have to confer with it. Is that a... Exactly. About half the staff roughly here is what I would call support. They're either supporting the factory or the product line or the uh, customer requests, things like that. Yeah. So one of the things that we do uniquely here at Carboline is that we have a corporate level involvement when a customer needs a modification or a special tweak, let's say, to a product. They need a, a viscosity adjustment or a higher solids product or a cure time process. And that actually comes back here and we address it from a corporate level. Exactly. Yeah. No, we take a look at it, make sure it's the right thing to do, put the resources to it, and then we'll go out and solve problems for our customers. That is one of the things that we like to take pride in is that we will always be working, I guess, following up on our why from last week you know, work to find a solution. There is one and we're going to help find it. And so that kind of comes into product development as well is uh, a customer might have a problem that they need a coding solution for and then it'll funnel through the corporate offices and then come to R&D as a research, uh, a product development request. And then at that point, I I guess let's kind of walk through the uh, life cycle of of a product here, Jeff. 
Sure. No. If if it's something brand new, then uh, we will uh, we'll start a project around it, um, and it'll get signed to a chemist who will work on that. Eventually, it'll get to a point where it is almost near being a product, and uh, they've done all the testing and everything looks good, and they'll they'll engage some of the other groups, the application guys. We'll help them. Uh, make sure it sprays properly. I know tech service gets involved, make sure everything looks good before it ever heads out to the plant to be manufactured. So that was one of the things that brought tech service back to this building was the ability for us to be able to work with R&D, to work with the people in the applications group to know, hey, is this product something that our customers from what we hear, because in tech service, we answer all those phone calls. So the idea is, we should have a pulse on what it is they're looking for. It, does this apply right? I know that it may have hit or missed the mark, but is this what, how the customer wants to use it? Is there a nuance that we should be looking for? So that's one of the things that we work with the applications group and the, the development chemists as they're developing these. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of smart people here that, that develop coatings, but until Tech we get... services here, too. Yes, them, too. <laughs> yeah. But we, the more eyes we get on something when it goes to true application, we can make sure we hit all the targets, um, but getting it out to the customer's hands and, and uh, you guys are the next step closest to the customer. Our applications team does a great job um, as well. The audio has been giving me such nightmares that continue. <laughs> when we bring a product in, let's say it's a standard, we're working on a tank lining. Time scale, does there... Roughly how long, how long do they work on it before we think we have something? Anywhere from months to years, depending on what it is. If it's just a, a tweak of a product and, and we can be somewhat comfortable, uh, we'll do the, the minimum amount of testing to make sure what, that we're right, and that could take a couple months, three, four months. If it's something brand new, it could be a year or longer um, until we get everything done. You know, there's the research side of it, trying to figure everything out, and then the process of actually getting it into a can and making it look like a product is, is the back half of that. I know I just got to cast a vote for a name for one. I'm assuming it must be getting close to being released. Uh, you probably got to vote too, huh? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, I don't even know hey. which one you're talking about. <laughs> He's not important. Why would we involve him in the process? <laughs> but yeah, so as it comes through, we have development names. Usually, like, I think a lot of them have like an L number. Exactly. Yeah, no. We, some, at some point, marketing gets involved and decides what the product should be called. Sometimes we get a vote and sometimes we don't. And they're, usually marketing is looking for it to say, you know, which branch are we actually focusing on? And we try to name it to follow that scheme. You know, what brand should it fall under as far as, you know, what it's going after? Is it a Plasite product or, you know, Carvazinc or whatever? And then they'll assign a number on the end of that. One thing, but I would be remiss if I, if I had Jeff Anderson on the show and I didn't bring up the fact that one of my favorite characters of all time in any movies is played by an actor named Jeff Anderson. Uh, so every time I, I see your name in print or anything else like that, a little happy thought comes into my head because of the character in the movie. The movie is Clerks. And if you've seen it, it's Randall who's Jeff Anderson. And if you haven't seen Clerks, then I'm just talking and you're hearing words. So. And we get no royalties for the movie, so I don't care if you go watch it or not. Yeah. If you're easily offended, don't watch it. <laughs> if they're easily offended, they're probably not listening. <laughs> they're in the anymore. wrong place. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I think you were around at we, as we were just starting was in the pump rental program. Isn't Absol yes. Yeah. That's another thing that was kind of brought around that you and Chris brought in and said, hey, this is a market need that we need to figure out and see if this is something we're going to participate in. And I think we had Ryan Zabel on episode, I think it was three, to talk about yeah. the pump rental program. 
There he is smiling. I don't know if he knows what number he was on, but... Or if he even ever listened to it. <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to your... Okay. Okay, good. He says yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I totally listened to it. So one of the things that we did was we brought in three different pump setups to be able to help go out and demo and market our products in those scenarios where it might be difficult to do. And since we brought in such big equipment and, and it has a lot of possibilities, we opened it up as a rental program as well. Absolutely. It gives us a chance not only to demonstrate some of our products, but uh, also when our customers maybe have a need. Maybe they're not uh, running a plural pump on a daily basis and they can't afford to get one, so renting one is, is a way to go. Or they could have their equipment go down um, and we can be there to help support them. So I think that about does it for us this week. Uh, I swear I'm better in real life on all other <laughs> 53 episodes that we have recorded of this Kate thing. doesn't it's, look impressed. <laughs> no, well, she never looks impressed. That's just her face. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you're a divorce lawyer out there, uh, you can get a hold of me at 1-800-848-4645. And uh, Jeff, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right.